critically important that this negotiation be covered because the eyes of the world and particularly the eyes of labor are upon us. What happens here is important because what's happening to us is happening across all fields of labor by means of when employers make Wall Street and greed their priority and they forget about the essential contributors that make the machine run. We have a problem and we are experiencing that right at this moment. This is a very seminal hour for us. I went in in earnest thinking that we would be able to avert a strike. The gravity of this move is not lost on me or our negotiating committee or our board members who have voted unanimously to proceed with a strike. It's a very serious thing that impacts thousands, if not millions of people all across this country and around the world not only members of this union, but people who work in other industries that service the people that work in this industry. And so it came with great sadness that we came to this crossroads, but we had no choice. We are the victims here. We are being victimized by a very greedy, entity. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly, how far apart we are on so many things, how they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. They stand on the wrong side of history at this very moment. We stand in solidarity, in unprecedented unity. Our union and our sister unions and the unions around the world are standing by us <coughs> as well as other labor unions because at some point the jig is up. You cannot keep being dwindled and marginalized and disrespected and dishonored. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, AI. This is a moment of history that is a moment of truth. If we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in trouble. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines and big business. Who cares more about Wall Street than you and your family? Most of Americans don't have more than $500 in, a, in an emergency. This is a very big deal and it weighed heavy on us. But at some point, you have to say no. 
We're not going to take this anymore. You people are crazy. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Privately, they all say we're the center of the wheel. Everybody else tinkers around our artistry, but actions speak louder than words. And there was nothing there. It was insulting. So we came together in strength and solidarity and unity with the largest strike authorization vote in our union's history. And we made the hard decision that we tell you as we stand before you today, this is major, it's really serious, and it's going to impact every single person that is in labor. We are fortunate enough to be in a country right now that happens to be labor friendly. And yet we were facing opposition that was so labor unfriendly, so tone deaf to what we are saying. You cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change too. We're not going to keep doing incremental changes on a contract that no longer honors what is happening right now with this business model that was foisted upon us. What are we doing? Moving around furniture on the Titanic? It's crazy. So the jig is up, AMPTP. We stand tall. You have to wake up and smell the coffin. We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect and to be honored for our contribution. You share the wealth because you cannot exist without us. Thank you. Yes. I really should have done a Fran Fine cosplay for this moment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I'm loving the whole Bernie arc that uh, the nanny's going through. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like uh, when she goes, you people are crazy. I, like adding that into her like, you know what I mean? Your speech, like transformed, like tra I guess uh, transported back to the nanny and like, you know. <laughs> it's I got to say, as someone who is actually from from Queens, I'm from Bayside, which is just next to Flushing. It's the first time ever I get to be like, oh, yes, we're not being made fun of. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> sounding weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you should hear like the uh, the German version of the nanny. Uh, my my, uh, my oldest, when when uh, they were real little, uh, made me watch it with them on YouTube, and uh, they they actually had a German voice actor overdub uh, Fr Fran Drescher in the, in the show, and it was just it, it was amazing because it was like this weird German accent that sounded like <laughs> Fran Drescher. Wow, you know what's interesting about Fran yeah, Drescher being yeah, president? A lot yeah, of people. Nanny. It'd be D, yeah, D nanny, yeah. yeah. A lot of people were worried that she was going to be hesitant to agree to do a strike. At first, and there was she was because she was kind of being a bit wishy washy when there was like talks yeah. of it. And mm -hmm. I guess a lot of the actors were like, "Look, Frank, you, you know, you, you can't be like Ronald Reagan. We all know what happened the last time that happened. You know, like so. I think she she's actually willing to listen. Mm -hmm. And and so with that." With the ninety-seven percent, or things like eight percent, uh, approving the the strike, when they asked, so before they even went into talks, they sent out a vote to everybody in the in the union asking, 
if we need to, would you authorize it? And they had a, a 97% yes, mm -hmm. authorize the strike before we even started talking. So it would be exceptionally tone deaf to be to be hesitant when everyone is like, yes, fuck this. Which shit. doesn't mean that it wouldn't happen, of course. Oh, my God, yeah. of course. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, her election was pretty contentious, right? It was her and Matthew Modine. Uh, mm -hmm. And she wasn't oh, yeah. necessarily the most. Uh... Especially. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to welcome Polar, our new sponsor. Um, <laughs> Sorry. You know, I'm not mean to be distracted. Uh, Poltonic pol reversal. <laughs> Um, uh, Matthew Modine was, you know, I think in the height of playing that Dr. Brenner character, and everybody was like, I don't, I don't trust him. Oh, as well for the nanny, you know. <laughs> well, well, okay, so Katie, I think she ran as kind of a more inside candidate, and he kind of ran as a more, if I remember, if I remember the election correctly, she ran as kind of um, someone who was uh, a little bit more like on the inside, and you know, was willing to. Uh, negotiate with the studios, I think, more than he was. And it turned into this, like, really contentious, uh, you know, labor fight, pretty much, between mm -hmm. these and two now look at her. <laughs> I mean, she's definitely uh, someone who is going to know about the residual drop. I mean, her show is syndicated, like we said, in Germany. There's so many different versions of it. Um, you know, she, There's she's a YouTube definitely... channel dedicated to airing the daddy. Really? She's definitely going uh, yeah. to yeah. know what we're talking about. Um, and of course, there's that fantastic clip that's going around, which talks about how in uh, the Jewish culture, you are meant to side with the worker. Like if people are not being yeah. represented, if they're not getting what their, their work is worth, it's it's actually against your, your beliefs to not support that. Um, so yeah, so what I, you guys are asking is very, very, in my opinion, the most fair and basic, like even in my opinion, you guys should be asking for more. Yeah, well, well, as a movie well, studio executive, I think that's not true at all. <laughs> Wait, well, also, so, so KT, um, I wanted to actually know, like, you know, uh, do you want to walk through some of the demands that, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, Manny Tube. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a thing. Um, so, yeah, I definitely wanted to preface this with, with you can always go to sagafter.org, sagafterstrike.org, and see the full uh, contract negotiation breakdown. Because what we talk about are... Kind of like the key points a lot of the articles are talking about the like six major contention points but this is actually a 12 page contract with a lot of different people getting affected there's there's things in there for um <clears throat> background actors for singers for dancers for voiceover actors uh stub performers puppeteers uh, there's so many different aspects of of performance that are going to be covered by this particular contract and stuff that isn't that you know we're going to talk about like the the really big contentious stuff you need to to know i think is what i, I would go over um and of course the first one i think everybody's talking about is residuals um and i think that like so what do you guys know about residuals so it's supposed to be like what what's set right now was meant to be like an interim thing like 10 years ago or something mm -hmm. along those lines yeah. right if i remember correctly like it was meant to be like oh just for now while we see if this is a fad or not Mm -hmm. And then literally the entire entertainment structure is now like, you know, streaming content on uh, on the uh, um, the various different things that, that are out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I found this I found this uh, this TikTok where it's um, they're taught like it's different people talking about. Well, this this is this one guy talking about it, but the, there's different, uh, you know, people that have put up like TikTok videos where they show yeah. their residual the checks. And like that's been a kind of a, a trend, I guess. Or, or, or like shows from the 70s. 
So I'm actually really happy she brought this up because I thought I was going crazy and yeah, I didn't realize the drastic changes lately. So I did the Grammys with Jay Balvin last year. And this was my first residual with him at 424. And then same year, a couple months later, it's like legit split in half. And then this show that I did a couple years ago. Which was great. Showtime. This was my first residual. And then my second. And then my third. And then all of a sudden I start noticing this year. It's just drastically smaller. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's kind of been one of the coolest things is seeing people do actual numbers because that's something that uh, you know there's very few instances of this happening. I don't want to hijack and make it about music, but mm -hmm. the Steve Albini did this thing uh, for, I think for the Baffler, right, Rick? That was a uh, uh, the problem with music that like actually went into the numbers of it, and this is historical at this point of what they were at that time. But I think uh, having the numbers for things and seeing like you know literally the difference of those numbers on an on a algorithmically designed app designed for ADD and to cause ADD uh, is very powerful uh, that you see that, you know, it's like literally like what, like a hundredth, tenth of what it is. And those residuals are important too, because uh, I don't know if you remember uh, the Cosby show. Um, yes. There was an article that came out uh, right around the time, you know, Bill Cosby uh, got the show yanked off of uh, uh, networks, um, you know, uh, in syndication. And uh, the guy who played his son-in-law on the show. Um, yep. He was working uh, at a Trader Joe's or something like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. As, as like a, you know, uh, yep. you know, a minimum wage type job, basically, or, or you know, not, not much, you know, poverty wage, more or less. But like, you know, but like being able to make it was because of the residuals from the Cosby show. Like right. that, that is why we say keeping his head up, up above water. And yeah. I mean, it's essentially, I mean, acting is gig work, right? Like it's, yeah. if you're between gigs, uh, residual checks can kind of hold you over. And which is a big part of why, um, uh, like right now, uh, a lot of people are saying, well, you should cancel your streaming services, but the union uh, isn't asking no. for that because that means that like, they're going to be way less likely. They're going to have way less leverage. Yeah, There's, There's less incentive. Yeah. Incentive. Yeah. Uh, and I should also mention too, that I, I didn't even think about it until like after I, I noted it. Uh, Rick's wife, Rose, who also plays in Poster Children, wrote a great book called Play Like a Man, uh, My Life in Poster Children that really goes into depth on a lot of this stuff too. And it's, it's actually one of the better resources to have come out recently, even though it's also like part memoir, very interesting book. She, she was um, on Platonic Reversal, right? Yes, yes, yes. And, and and Rick has been as well. But I mean, I know, Rick, you live this. This was like literally like your <laughs> y'all's life for a while, right? I mean, like yeah. music wise. Yeah, yeah. So if you made a living in music and then, you know, what, 20 years ago, it started going away, right? And so the evolution into digital and then into streaming. So yeah, it's, it's, it's again, not to make it about music, but it's kind of the canary in the coal mine. Usually the music businesses, you know, it takes well, cause, cause music a couple doesn't decades have, to catch up, you know, music doesn't have the same kind of union set up, right? Like, you're not, it's not like uh, everybody's kind of together in uh, there like, is, but it's complicated. Well, I mean, there, yeah. there are music unions. I'm just saying like, it doesn't, yeah, have it's not like that there that. isn't existence of musicians unions. The idea of organized labor within music is a pretty much a foreign concept. Yeah. There's it's, no, there's yeah. no like stag after, which um, I was yeah. watching something earlier today, even like the, the fucking stupid uh, conservative sound of freedom, um, like movie that just came out. Uh, with the Jim Caviezel movie or whatever, with human Ugh. human trafficking, even they had to use a union union actors and a union crew 
um, because mm. you know the, the it's such a big uh, umbrella around you know the the entire um, all of Hollywood <laughs> and and all of you know the crew members. Like you can't even make a, an independent uh, you know if you want to get a theatrical run. I mean, you know what I mean. Like it, mm-hmm. it's hard to yeah. make like a, a non-union movie. You can't turn around and stick it to the the big Hollywood unions and. Uh, and also to go back to residuals, like my first forte into like learning about residuals was growing up. I watched the Brady Bunch. I watched all those, you know, some of the peak, you know, child actors. And a lot of them, I'm like, why are they doing these reality shows? Why? I'm like, I thought, be, I'm like, wouldn't they be like rich millionaires? But no, again, that 10 year mark, of the, and they're like, after 10 years, we don't, we don't really get anything anymore. It's ironic that you would say the Brady Bunch because of the way the contracts for residuals were brought in in 1963. The uh, cast of Brady Bunch does not get residuals. They, nope. Their contract predates that. Um, and, and so the major question here is why are we seeing this drop in residuals? And the, the answer kind of, as you said, with music, which is another great, that's what, what she's talking about there, Fred is saying like, it's going to, you're going to see it in all different industries. And we saw it in film. Yeah. We've literally like seen what happens with this. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's it's, it's over for us. Me and Rick, it's over, you know, it's the concept of that uh, new media. It's, it's the internet, it's streaming. It's this, this content release. Um, And it's because the contract that we have with broadcast allows for residuals at a percentage rate based on the success of the show. The contracts that are currently set, and this is also true for the writers, and I'm going to go off on a tangent on that in a second, um, is flat rate based on first showing, additional showing, foreign market, and domestic market. Show can be really great, doesn't matter, still getting the same rate. So as shows now are going to mostly streaming, there is no network. So you're not getting the network residual plus your streaming residual. You're just getting the streaming residual, and it's shit. But again, it was created when it was considered like, hey, this may not stick. This may yeah. not be a thing that people do. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the last year, there's like I think it's like a 400 percent increase in new media as film and television, with just like mostly a, being theatrical re-release of content that already existed. Yeah. And like, nope. If you were in that, fuck you. I don't really owe you any percentage of that. Just flat rate. And so it's really, really affecting people. Plus, of course, there's the inflation uh, that affects your pay rate. So our pay rate hasn't really gone up to meet the 5% inflation on just the cost of food. Like, you combine those together, getting paid less than ever. There's no inflation adjustment. And they're saying that actors are now receiving less than they were, like, 10 years ago. And even the writers, too, because I remember reading an article about the guy, a guy who who wrote the episode of She-Hulk, which featured, you know, bringing back Daredevil, which was supposed to be a big thing. He's like, oh, I made like $364 total from that whole, you know, thing. And then I'm thinking about like how a lot of people are suffering from like Marvel, Marvel fatigue. And so a lot of these, you know, Marvel keeps pushing and pushing, you know, new content out. No one really wants to watch it because they're getting, they're getting fatigued. So like shows like the secret invaders or whatever, uh, that that's not going to do so well. For like the actors and even mm-hmm. the writers on that regarding residuals and whatever they didn't pay because no one's watching these shows well which which kind of makes it i mean it's pretty messed up disney obviously has its own uh streaming service now right like a lot yep. of these uh networks are trying to pull uh in-house because at that point you don't really have to give residuals uh to anybody um in in that same in that same way because like let's say you know you're putting your show on netflix you're putting your show on uh like hulu you're putting your show like all these different streaming services technically each time that a show goes on to streaming you're supposed to get a residual check like that's how each mm-hmm. of those and they move you know, around too some yeah you know, 
one streaming mm-hmm. service will own Shit's Creek, like Netflix, and then it'll yeah. go move to Hulu. So, like, how does that play into the residuals as well? Well, it's because it's, it's all balkanized, right? So imagine if the same thing had happened with music, then it'd be like, oh, okay, so, for instance, RTFM by Poster Children is on Warner Brothers. What if there had been like, oh, yeah, you can you can have a Spotify-like service, but this only has the artists that are on Warner Brothers, right? That's what you're dealing with. And then you're also dealing with the fact that, like, they're saying, oh, yeah, but that's not the same thing as if people are buying records. Well, we all know that's not the same thing as people buying records, but what we're saying is that it, it, it matters and that, like, there needs to be some manner of compensation mm-hmm. beyond this pittance that Spotify is a great example. Everyone gets mad at Spotify, and then, they, and then they're like, oh, they pay, pay these, like, micro fractions of pennies. Like, well, yes, but there's no such thing as ethical streaming for, like, every all music throughout all time at a monthly fee. There's, there's no way that can happen. There's going to be winners and losers. It's always going to be the biggest fish. And, um, and if you apply that same thing over to like what's happening here, it's like, well, sure, there are a few people that are going to be doing okay with it. But like, for the most part, everyone else has to suffer because of that. Well, and like as you know, as like someone that's uh, just you know, out of laziness, just has Apple Music on their phone, right? Like their their iPhone. Um, they work very hard to like like if Drake drops a new album, right? Like Apple Music works really hard to push that to the top of your feed and be like, oh, this is what's hot right now. Hey, you should listen to Drake. Yeah. Hey, you should listen to Drake. Hey, Drake just dropped. This. You're probably feeling sad, right? You're probably feeling. Probably listening you know, to Drake. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know so, what they're not doing is putting Kona Neutron and the Secret Friends on that yeah. up front. So, <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> they they also have like you know when when it comes to like curated playlists, right? Like. They, yeah. they kind of are like, oh, let's make yeah. it easier for you to have a lot of music from the same uh, genre. We'll curate a playlist. Again, not pushing, you know, uh, small artists or indie artists or, you know, people that aren't making them a shitload of money already um, onto the top of that feed. So a good example of this. Uh, so uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, the guy, uh, drive guy, um, you know, Neon Demon, all that stuff. He had, he had this streaming show. I, I think it's great. Called Too Old to Die Young that uh, was streaming on Amazon Prime. And he was basically told, do whatever you want. You know, like, we want this. We're going to make this, like, the flagship of, of this, of, of, of us, our movement into this market. And we're going to put everything we have behind you. And so then he finishes it. And they think it's too much. They don't like it. And they kind of bury it. <laughs> and then and they, they just get rid of it, too, because that's another thing. A lot of these streaming services rocks. are like, we're going to release something. Oh, it's not a hit on the first day? Well, we're going to scrap Tac- it. Then it's it. a tax write-off. Then it disappears entirely, and then they don't have to pay anybody for anything. Was it just is, it's, it's a line item. That girl? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why, like, that's why you got to sell your soul and get your movies on Daily Wire Plus, because <laughs> even if even if 100 people watch it in the movie theaters, they're still going to be like, it's Hollywood, they're they're burying us. It's yeah. Did you see the the people talking about that that uh, that stupid uh, movie with Jim Caviezel? Like uh, about like how the Sound the... of Freedom. That's the movie that I was talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But he isn't like, listening to you for Complaining. They're complaining about like uh, oh, they left the lights on during the movie and why are people and... buying tickets yeah. and there's no one here? Because no, I I ball. saw I saw that video. Someone's like. Someone's like they're they're trying to bury this movie, and it's like I was just in the, it was like I was just in the movie theater. They kept the air conditioner off. It was hot in there. People aren't going to want to go in there, and uh, they're not going to want to sit down and, and and watch a whole movie with the air conditioner off. On top of that, the lights they were on the entire movie. They're I... trying to make sure you don't see this, and it's like. Dude, you you just you just you just saw it. Like <laughs> I can only imagine the TikToks about Oppenheimer and Barbie this weekend from people just wanting to bitch about every little thing. Okay, well, that's like seventeen different if, topics that have nothing to do with the main topic we're talking if, about. But uh, but yeah, to go back to what you're saying with the with the Marvel streaming services, for example, yeah. 
if you have a, a production that is uh, beyond residuals, so I have a show, I, it's going to be on Marvel. It never airs, so I don't get residuals. I do get paid a flat rate for writing on it. And this is the issue that writers are really, really having, which is the new streaming contracts and new media contracts for them uh, do not really reward seniority. So you have showrunners getting the paid the same amount as new writers. And like about 10 years ago, it was about 30% were getting paid the same amount as new writers. And now it's about 50%. So you've got people just busting their asses to do more and more shows because there's all this content out there and still getting paid just the same flat rate, even though they've been working on award-winning shows. They have all this background. There's no there's no um, reward for staying in the industry. And so we're seeing an issue about, I, I can't afford to stay, I can't afford to live. How could I be an actor professionally instead of just having to have another job and kind of having this job? The, yeah. There's the, the old saying in music is, you're, oh, you're playing for exposure. Oh, yeah, wow. and I've heard, a drag queen once said to me, I've seen a lot of artists die of exposure. Yeah. <laughs> it's so no, funny, real. too. Yeah. What drives me crazy is all the people who are like, well, how come they're, you know, be, they're, you know, why are there, you know, why is Kevin Bacon striking? Why are all these are millionaires? And I'm like, mm -hmm. worker solidarity, motherfuckers. Like, well, it's, come not, on it's, now. Not, it's not just worker solidarity. It's that they all are still under the same union contract, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Which means that, you know, um, whether you're a millionaire or not, like there's no cap on how much money you can earn, but there is a, a bottom, right? Like there's a, mm -hmm. a floor to it. So yeah. you're going to want to stretch. Like, let's say Kevin Bacon's career falls through and no one ever wants to, you know, fry that bacon anymore. Uh, and and he's Six getting, degrees. you know what I mean? He's getting like, uh, you know, background actor wages at that point for like these small cameos. You're going to want to have that contract the same way that anybody else does, right? Like famous fleeting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah, and his music career is not gonna, not gonna. He does have a band. It's called yeah. the Bacon Brothers, and it's yeah, with it's, his. And, yeah. and absolutely, when we're talking about these residuals, like, so think about Friends. For syndication of Friends last year, each single actor made about twenty million dollars. And you might think to yourself, like, Jesus Christ, that's way too much. That's passive income for those people. Warner Brothers made a billion dollars off of that IP. Yeah. Okay, so it's still a percentage. So if they made a billion dollars off of it, don't you think they owe the people who fucking made it something? Because they don't. Isn't, and isn't the full cost of like the deal they want is worth like six hundred million dollars? Because like the the CEOs are like, well, that's way too much for for SAG to be asking. And I'm like, you make about like seven hundred million dollars a year. You're CEO. What the fuck do you do? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, their still, defense I is that remember, uh, mm -hmm. I still remember Friends when uh, Netflix paid a hundred million dollars for it and then raised prices. Yeah, like they they raised their uh, like monthly fee by a <laughs> dollar, like, and I was like, I don't. This is a Friends oh, dollar. I don't want to pay a Friends yeah. dollar. Yeah, I don't, I've never even watched that show, and I'm never going to. But still, Same. yeah, yeah. But that's that's the model. That's the model. Is that like they 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 need to get people. Concert that will look at all this cool thing we're doing for you. Look at this pizza party. <laughs> oh, yeah, pizza party. Absolutely. <laughs> and they're saying that they're lost ad revenue because streaming doesn't really have commercials. People are moving away from commercials. How are they supposed to make any kind of money? And, mm. like, uh, I don't know. Let's see. You seem to still be making tons of money. My product yeah. placement. Product. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Wendy's, look at that. Product placement. It Everybody works. Everybody grab your closest product. <laughs> I like I like that mine is green, so it's on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine had Deadpool on it and it washed off because it gets it's been a few years. So. No. Oh, my God. People are so mad now about a lot of stuff that's getting out of production now. And I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Don't 
Don't worry. Well, there there was the big. I mean, the the writer strike uh, last time. Uh, two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah, there was a couple of shows that didn't make it. Right. The, yes. uh, but like, the, but the idea is sort of Bionic like Woman. well. Yeah, and the uh, what was the one? It had uh, Eddie Izzard, and uh, they were like, oh uh, god, millions. Oh, the Mockingbird Lane. The one no, the, they were no, pretending to be rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like grifters, and yeah, uh, uh, I don't remember what it was, but that that show didn't make it. Someone actually, in the like, chat, the riches. Out. Yeah, yeah, that, it's yeah. Okay. the riches. Um, the the words are going to that. Oh yeah, yeah. So the, of course, there's there's going to be casualties to it. But the point is, like, nothing is ever going to get better for anyone if there mm -hmm. isn't some kind of actions taken, right? So, yeah. like, it's like, it, it, but the, what they want to do is they want to engender that "f you got mine" philosophy. Yeah. Uh, especially, and they want to pit workers against each other as well. well like, that's always, that's people, look at like Madawan. Look at like you know any yeah, like, like union organization. Like CNN's like, oh look at these on the waterfront arrangement <laughs> people who 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 do. Who do flowers for for movies and TV? They can't work yeah. now because everyone's on strike. And I'm like, oh they're my god, they're doing the thing, they're doing the thing that I hate the most. Like also people who do janitorial work are out of work right now. I'm like, I'm sure that you can find work somewhere else. You know, as a janitor, as yeah. someone who needs like floor arrangements for something, like it's just interesting that they're really trying to go to like you know these people are going on strike. That, oh, that impacts all these other people, and that makes actors and writers bad. I think when you look at union busting, there's common propaganda that they go with. One of those, that's one of the key ones. The other one, you've heard them say, uh, so we have a plenty of product to last through this strike. And they're saying, we've got plenty of pre-existing pre-taped shows. We'll last all the way through. It doesn't affect certain types of shows, like our variety shows, daytime talk shows, soap yeah. operas, things yeah, like that could still got. film. Although their writers are on strike for the variety shows and things like that. So it gets a little dicey. Yeah. But like... This is, this is something that you hear, and I think this is a great segue into the next bit of this topic, which is AI. So you're saying like, oh, well, we're on strike. There's nobody doing floor arrangements. There's nobody, there's nobody feeding us is a common one. There's the Teamsters union that helps us on set. Well, okay, I get completely replaced by AI. They don't need a set to put me in. They don't need somebody to put makeup on me. Nobody has to fucking feed me. There's, there's no floral arrangements. Those are, you know, nothing to clean up after so we're talking about the longevity of all of the side jobs as well if ai comes and takes us over that's um, my biggest fear is, is is the fact that people are like yeah i didn't know that i've been being like monitored and recorded without my consent because there there's points where a lot of people are like pay attention to the stuff that you're watching now because you might see something in the background that seems off <laughs> it could be a, and not be a real person it could be someone who's ai well, they did that. The secret invasion. Yeah, exactly. Seventeen yeah. fingers. Yeah, the secret <laughs> invasion, which is the uh, the new streaming series that on Disney Plus. Like yeah. there was a big uproar because the titles were done through AI. Yep. And and they specifically did it because they wanted to have the artifact of how AI currently is doing it, where it's sort of like close, but it's kind of weird looking. Mm -hmm. It scrolls, so they like the whole thing is they're shapeshifters, yada, yada. I get the logic behind it. Yeah. Pretty tone deaf, frankly. It, it's but... just wrong time. Yeah. And here's the problem with AI is that it ends up running out of, of new... Well, it can only regurgitate things. old ideas. And, and, and Rick, I, yeah. I'd love to hear you uh, jump in on this at some point uh, as well, because I mean, the thing with AI, right, is it only it only knows what it what already has seen. It's not mm -hmm. going to be able to innovate. It's not going to be able to like 
try something new and crazy. Those AI photos we all make just get uglier and uglier the more you try to do them. Yeah. They yeah, do. I try. Ouroboros, the snake eating itself. If yeah. if it's feeding off of AI generated material, then it's yeah gonna sort of go into this kind of cycle and yeah, become redundant. So and, and I love how people try to like share it. It's like, oh, well, you like these shows that are formulaic and that do the thing. And you could just like crank out a million episodes of it. Like, no, that's, that's not how it works. That, that, that is like a level of hell in Dante's Inferno, I think. Right. I mean, yeah. but I mean, I yeah. So so then the question is, is it, well, it's inevitable that it's going to happen. And then yeah. again, you know, not to keep dwelling on the music thing, but it's kind of like, well, OK, what's what does that mean? That means that people are going to value there are going to be a group of people that value the non-generative type of art, right? Yeah. <laughs> be nostalgic for art that's performed by humans and written by humans and not generated, but that's going to be a smaller group of people, right? It's just like, you know, vinyl's popular, right? And people are listening to vinyl, but that's not an economy equivalent to what the vinyl economy was 40 years ago or the they're going to be the most 20 years ago it's they're going to be the most in stuff they're gonna be like sorry i only watch properties written and acted yeah. by human <laughs> books <laughs> the book industry you don't have, you don't have yeah. to do music so creative industries that have been impacted by this right so writing a novel right right so like to be a novelist now right you basically have to be rich or or you could be a professor right that's how i i su support my you know, creative endeavors is that I'm, I'm a professor, right? A teacher, right? It's like you have a side gig. And so I think that's, so there's some positive in that. Yeah. The creative process, the human part of the process, the human creativity is still going to be valued, but is it going to be valued on that level that supports this large scale economy? And I think that's why you look at these precursors and the answer is no. <laughs> There's not going to be just in the same way that like Bob Dylan and Tom Petty's catalogs are being sold off, right? Because all of a sudden the music's no longer valuable as an individual's music. It's this, these aggregators are buying all of this back catalog. And so in the same way, it's, it's just, you know. Yeah. And, and I think people are in some ways like in denial, in denial about a lot of the stuff. They're like, well, these studios, you know, it's like a free market of some kind, right? Like there's a, a market to it. If these, you know, if AI can't uh, create the same things a human can, they're not going to keep doing that, right? Like they're going to go back to humans. And it's like, they're not. No, they're going to keep just like pumping out shit endlessly until the end of time if they really like they they don't care you know what i mean like you're gonna yeah. you're sitting at home you're gonna watch their fucking background uh you know tv shows no matter what they know that like but yeah. but yeah and there is a dividing line like something like a poker face right which i quite enjoy poker face but it's basically natasha leone does a columbo but it's yeah. done with love for what made columbo great and what made um uh, that character so wonderful and it's done in a way that's like referential without being just regurgitated and yeah. there's other things that I could point out that are, are just more like why would anyone wa that's like you know just like the the pick and save version of like the the thing that's good and yeah. that's rarely addressed I think it gets a little bit uh, there's a show Mrs. Davis like, apparently mm -hmm. we're sponsored by Peacock tonight I'm like shouting out all the yeah, Peacock stuff Jesus. Uh, which yeah. is a great, great Betty, Gil uh, Betty Gilpin vehicle. Uh, Rick, I know you watched it. I heard you talk I about it on Radio it, Zero. I thought it was a really yeah. interesting, heady show. Uh, and like the idea of 
just literally giving people what they want and mm -hmm. like it, it's like that to the nth level like experiential and like you know uh, like it, it's it's a pretty cool show and i feel like more people should yeah, have paid attention the, the parts to it. where people are rant ranting about the stupidity of the ai is like this is such an obvious narrative this is like just like straight out of all those generic conspiracy mm -hmm. theories and the person's yeah. like yeah the ai is stupid it's just giving us what we want and what we've already had and what's already been done it's all it is is a regurgitator but people love that right it's yeah. it's it's they they do start kind of talking through this idea where it's like oh yeah I there do. are people who hate it but there are a lot of people who will just kind of Except. Well, and they've given us the slow IV drip of like nostalgia, like fan service, yeah. nostalgia, like nonstop, Remakes. you know, bring, bring, yeah. yeah. Bring back and the contract. So, like, so mm -hmm. it feels like with AI that can't come up with any, you know, generate any new ideas, they can't come up with anything unique, right? It's only going back to all these, uh, you know, whatever data it has inside of it or whatever concepts mm -hmm. it has inside of it that have already or been done. It's like we've already kind of been uh, desensitized to it or we've already kind of been um you know like uh my, like not mind control but like my, like subliminally i guess uh readied for a situation where the most uncreative and uh really just you know um uh, repetitive things are are launched at us and it's like so it's such like ready player one well the AFMTA <laughs> is taking this into consideration already you guys like they know that they can't just regurgitate the thing and and to, and to speak to one of the major points of that show mrs davis the concept of of consenting to the ai right and so what the what the contract is talking about is currently the AMPTA wants to offer people, particularly background actors, which is something that I do a lot. So this would pretty much make my entire industry obsolete or non-existent. <laughs> Half a day's wage, which currently would be $90, to tape my entire body, my likeness, everything about me, so that I could control a character who looked like me to say whatever I wanted to say and do whatever I wanted to do forever, period, and I get the 90 bucks and that's it. And like, okay, so then they can use actors who are just like god i need the 90 bucks to feed the machine to consent yep. to be like take it away from me it's a fine and like yeah. oh my fucking god and and i guarantee you once they start doing that more they're going to crack down on the deep fakes part of like like you can't take a celebrity right that somebody owns or you can't take a politician and do a deep fake thing i guarantee you they're yeah. going to have court cases about that, so that we already had something yeah because yeah. 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 go, go back to back to the future too we had that uh, case about um uh uh the guy who played his father crispin yeah because they, they used yeah. the molds of his face to make a replica of his face for the uh for, for Dude, that's right. Yeah, it was a physical yep. replica. Yeah, I forgot about and, that. Yeah. And like, Christian like, Glover, aka the creepiest Wonka. I love so, so my question was, you know, when as I was talking about this with someone, was just like, well, what what does Harrison Ford do? They obviously have him completely. He's been recorded a number of times. You know, if yeah. you just think yes. about Blade Runner and you think about Indiana Jones, and it's like, what's the what's in his contract about that data? You know, he is wants it, it to die to, when he dies. Right? Is that yeah. what it is? You know, and and so people are already negotiating these deals. And what about Ming Na? Whenever she had that uh, deal with. Uh, um, I did not look into it because I just didn't have time because I brought it up in uh, our chat. But uh, Ming-Na was in uh, uh, the terrible um, Final Fantasy movie where, where she was like the first CG Oh, actress. where it was the first AI-generated yeah. um, actor, right? And, and, it was, and, yeah. another, and another thing, too, was that, you know, when it comes to 
uh, online content creators who are on camera, you know, a lot of people like to make deep fakes and AIs of them doing things that they do not consent to, which is why that's another thing to consider as right. well, because content creators may be able to join the union eventually one day. But like, I also feel like, like a creator, like Ryan Murphy, for instance, he's got like 50 projects on backlog that he wants to do. Like he's got, he hasn't done like a lot of, a lot of his American crime stories or his feud or whatever. I feel like, like a creator like Ryan Murphy, who has like deals with the studios could be using like AI to like come up with scripts so he can produce all these different shows at once. It's either AI or, you know, a really, really crazy Coke addiction. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's what happened with, uh, 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 Aaron Sorkin. It's yeah. the same quality writing though, either way. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I think it's interesting and I haven't seen it. And I know you did because it came up in conversation on blue sky that, that Robin Wright movie, the Congress, right? Like, which that, is that an interesting out. movie. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's lesser than the sum of its parts, but basically yeah. like, yeah, like ro- the, the my understanding of it, I haven't seen it, but is it like the Robin Wright in the movie sells off her likeness to like, you know, uh, for like a medical thing or something like along those lines, like, like right. And, and, and then, but the funny thing is this came out like what, four or five years ago? Like this is yeah. not like a recent movie. Yeah, yeah, and, it's it's a fest. You know, like I said, the ideas around it are great. Like, like It's uh, very Philip K. Dick, this whole- Please, please like, remake this movie with, with a better script. Like there's so much I wanted to like about it. Cause like it's, it's partly animated. The animation's spectacular. Yeah. Um, the ideas are, are all there. It's right. just something about it as a film does not just work. doesn't work. And, and it's too bad. Yeah, which is a shame because like like we need this movie. Um, yeah, right. more generalized idea of deepfakes. So not even talking about actors, but just that deepfake. So even this conversation we're having right now, at some point, it's going to be impossible to tell whether or not any one of us is a real person or I'm not, not right? a generated thing, right? <laughs> and so that that idea of these these type of mediated communication right yeah. or it's it's going to be problematic because you have no idea whether or not it's real or not and so that yeah. i mean in my mind that means that there's going to mo- be a movement back to face to face it's like if i'm going right. to if i'm going to get into contract negotiations with someone i you know i'm selling a house buying a house i'm going to want to be in the physical location with them mm-hmm. and then if i translate that out what's been happening with music right is there's no money in streaming where is the money it's live performance where is in the general uh, realm of of performance acting narratives performed narratives then you start thinking oh theater in person right is is that where you know people will start to desire that reality because they mm-hmm. don't want the the plastic and then the, that's that's just a reaction because there is always that creative cycle of you know the yeah. technology artificial and then there's a reaction to it right like wait i just want to is what scares my, me too terminology is like punk rock or my perspective right yeah, yeah. there's a reaction at some point it's a, it's a little less apples to apples because it, the actors who are film actors are not theater actors some are mm-hmm. both but it's not real yeah. total like i would rather eat Triple a gun fat. than do eight shows <laughs> two on a sunday the same thing i did the performance you got it in the can record it for fuck's sake oh yeah. god yeah, yeah. but that, that, might mean, that might mean but there weren't film actors 150 years ago right, right. acting changed and so you know and and that was because of technology and so that's true is like there won't be apples to apples it's a transitional yeah. time it's an upheaval well for a musician and, who is performing streaming to performing live you're still doing your same 
sort of thing. Eh. Mm. <laughs> it's more, to a certain you degree. Think about, <laughs> you think about recorded music, right? That you do not need to be a great performer or a great live performer yeah. to be yeah. uh, to make creative, uh, great recorded music. And in the same way, a lot of live performers, I would say, I'm, I would say personally, I'm an example of that. Is like the recorded version of what my band does has never been that good right yeah, it's, you should it's see my always, cd collection it's full of like bands you know, great live bands that, that exactly that, 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 that's the other way around we're like god they now, suck live i <laughs> feel i feel like um the fear over ai in like the digital de-aging probably kind of started remember when the han solo movie came out and a lot of people were like oh it's just harrison ford no one it's it's almost like we're, they're they're sticking with the digital de-aging Mm-hmm. instead of hiring younger actors to portray younger versions of these characters so a lot of these legendary actors who are known for like these very specific roles like Harrison Ford's known for Han Solo and Indiana Jones a lot of people are like well I can't see a prequel with with Harrison Ford if I want to see another Indiana Jones movie I'd rather mm-hmm. see like a, a mm-hmm. digitally de-aged like AI version of Harrison Ford I'd like, rather see his son let's make it different yeah I mean like, yeah, like, exactly. I yeah bring back Mutt Smith and they don't well, got the technology down yet for the no, digital de-aging do or even the face I, I feel mapping. like I feel like it, it got a lot of attention when uh Peter Cushing was um, the, the big the big de-aging on the, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. the Star Wars franchise the first one yeah and the contract another like another another time that de-aging got like uh highlighted in a, in a very negative way thank god was uh you know the irishman right like they did joe Pesci oh yeah exactly yeah. Uh, robert de niro is like <laughs> they're know, too three, old to three de-aged. different three different ages like they <laughs> they first they fucking de-aged them and then they then then they feud like they you know made them into it's too bad there's only like five actors and they yeah. have to do that yeah. in another yes. 10 years yes. that's Even gonna be Foe complained about the yeah. de-aging in the Spider-Man movie. He's like, some of the shots were too fuzzy. They don't, they don't got that technology done mm-hmm. right. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna take a while, but yeah. Knows? Well, I mean, it's like, like I, I will but say even though, within like, that. Uh, you know, one of my favorite movies is um, Game Two Number One, just left. Where, where they, uh, <laughs> where, where they actually uh, hired Paul Bettany to play uh, young Malcolm McDowell. It's like that's perfect casting because Paul Bettany yeah. was kind of yeah. channeling. Um, you know, Malcolm McDowell from Clockwork Origin, that film. He, he does, he does kind of look like him. He does yeah. kind of have that and like, like, like energy. You know, like, like that's exciting to see whenever you, you come across it. Because that was like really the first time I, I uh, paid attention to Paul Bettany was uh, Gangster Number One, 1999. Look, look at uh, what, well, a good example. And I, to be fair, I did not love the movie. But in the solo movie, Donald Glover as like a young Lando Calrissian was freaking awesome. Casting. That was great. It's just shame about the rest of the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. And yet they're still like no. So, I, so yeah. Wh- whereas the titular character, the younger actor, was like. Ah, I do want to point out that under the current contract that we have, what we're discussing, all of this de aging, all of this AI stuff that is currently happening, is limited. It's limited to what the actor agrees to in the contract. Right. Each each individual film has a different contract on it. But what the AMPTA is currently proposing for principal actors is to remove that need for consent. They want to be able to re-edit right. the film after they're done to make them say whatever they want to say and to include additional scenes that they may not have agreed to see, should have shot. Sex scenes, scenes oh. that may say something morally that they don't agree with. You're, you're basically Violence. just signing yourself away even the principal actor. So when we say like, oh, Harrison Ford, what's yeah. going to happen to him? He would also lose his rights. 
Well, and I think the exa- one of the examples they used was like the Kevin Spacey thing, right? Of like taking him out of that movie and like putting in. Oh yeah, the the, the Getty movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, which is like. Plumber. If only they could have done that with the Flash guy, just taking him right yeah. out. <laughs> exactly. Somebody again, again, W, W, Warner Brothers. Frankenstein was that yes. girl was worth the was worth making I know. the tax I, of the Flash. And don't even get me started. Like spoiler alerts for those who don't know about the Flash. Uh, it sucks. George okay, Reeves, yeah. Christopher Reeves. Like, do you think they consented? They've been dead for God knows how long. They didn't consent to use their 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 likeness in the Flash movie. None of them did. Whoever owns their estate took a estate, check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which to me is disgusting. Well, and then, and then like, so how far? <laughs> But well, then, like, think, think, think about like where this is going to be going, right? Like, there's a parent-teacher conference, and you get your bot to answer it, and it's like, but your bot is like Chris, the Christopher Reeves Superman. Like, it's like yeah. what? Like what? Is, it's like, no, it's no. Like, it's like uh, you, you know, you're driving uh, with your with your uh, uh, GPS, and you got it set to George Michael. Well, I, and Andy, you invoked Ready Player One for an easy laugh from me because I think that movie's horrible. But oh, yeah. like, it, that is unfortunately that the like it's the mundane apocalypse version of, of of like what this is going to be, which is that everyone. Get, first of all, there's going to be a grandfathered in uh, zeitgeist where things that got in before this certain time like are are known and like there's nothing more that is new really that's gonna be lit in except for by a fluke or by a random happenstance or for, from some other criteria that we don't necessarily yet understand and then you have everyone being this endless nostalgia loop because it, it's something that that's the ai that is good at right oh hey do you like law and order great here's law here's like 17 different law and order spin-offs for everyone's personal tastes oh we could bring back jerry orbach <laughs> if we want to you know he's been sure. dead since 2004. Sure, why not? Or, People or want hey, to see it. Well, well they made... yourself. We'll put you in Law and Order an episode. Right yeah, exactly. Now. Exactly. You can pay at the premium Perfect. tier, and you're congratulations. You're in Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> pay us 180 dollars to scan you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, have... oh yeah. Do you do you like uh, Linda Fiorentini in, in, in After Hours? Great. Well, you can give her a back massage now uh, with this new version. Be like, be like, yo, if you pay us 500 dollars, like uh, iced tea. Will like walk out and, and see, <laughs> don't, don't. They'll, they'll see your dead body and be like, be like, wow, that's that's. They have shame. Think about it. The good white boy. The like, issue uh, with the are you, AI. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that guy was jerking off and snapped off his dick and that that's the thing people are doing now? And it's like I paid five hundred bucks to get uh. You know, roasted like, by... I, it was me. I was the guy that jerked off. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, is Ice T will do that for free on uh on Twitter. <laughs> The thing about the issue with the AI and, and, and graphic artists that we saw with the $5 pay to get your, your profile digitized, people right. were so excited to include themselves in that, that they paid the $5 without really thinking about the fact that they were steal the, the program stole from artists. So if they could just say to people, hey, scan yourself, be in TV, tons of people are going to do the same thing exactly. for the $5 fee. They're going to want to do it and they're going to fuck the artists, fuck actors. This is fun. Well, and, and, and then also, and, and, and also presumably they're giving away it's privacy. Own... It's opt in, right? You're opting in. You don't yeah. need to like steal everyone's stuff if they're willingly offering it. That's yeah. the thing. And if like, if there's like, no cost for the product, you're the product. You could, Everything's going to boil down to Fiverr. I mean, if I mean, I, I call it the digital uh, subsistence farming, and so like <laughs> I can't see the economy going anywhere but to this point where everyone's just kind of cobbling together these little tiny bits of income and then you've got these large aggregators right. where it is yeah it's so if 
someone's willing to sell their like it likeness for five dollars then it's going to be very difficult to compete with those people if you want to if you want to sell yeah. your likeness for fifty dollars or a hundred dollars i mean we're already in a, in a culture where you can sell like any of your body parts that you don't need without dying right like mm -hmm. you, there's and that's kind of normalized like there's websites that are like here's some things you can do if you're out of money you can sell your blood and it's like yeah plasma. i could i could I I see i could 100 see an even easier future where it's like hey if you're really low on money and you can't pay your rent you could you know sell your likeness to fucking disney and maybe they'll one day you'll be watching like uh some movie with your kids or something and uh you know you could be begging mickey mouse <laughs> And so this but, brings us um, to a very important I don't know what kind of shows Andy's watching, but yeah, sure. I, I was also thinking about uh, 30 Rock kind of called us a while back where they had the uh, thing where uh, Alec Baldwin, like Jack Donaghy or whatever, to get through college because he was poor. Um, they had him read every word in the dictionary, and he didn't think it was anything until it got bought out by, like, NBC or whatever, and they're just messing with him by, like, uh, typing stuff out, and it's like, hello. I plot. Like, you know what I mean? But they, they kind of called that, like. That happened to the voice of yeah. Siri. She was participating yeah. in a college study, and they told somebody really? brought these files yep. from the college, and she doesn't get she didn't get anything. There's a woman who has that actual voice. She didn't mm -hmm. get paid for it. She got like fifty bucks when she was in college. So <laughs> like that's all interim stuff. Actually, now that I think about it, is like at some point you're not going to need to have actual people as a model for anything you'll be able sure. to generate i mean already yeah. I, I i use these in uh mock-ups for stuff as the the oh, generator of faces you know it, it generates mm -hmm. real looking people and it's not even ai it's just something from a few years ago where it they just look like real regular people but they're just completely computer generated and there's different generated. there's different yeah. voices now there's different yeah. people now that you yeah and at do. some point you're not going to need that per unless there's some South nostalgia African. or connection to that person or something unique mm -hmm. right so that's the same thing it's like okay some people are going to have an image or an acting style or a personality yeah, change it to sound like robocop or that's South valuable. Voice sound yeah. like this the south african series sound like elon musk yeah so, <laughs> probably I, I just hope it's uh you know right wing mandela so it's going to be that hierarchy again. You're going to have you're going to have the rock stars. You're going to have the superstars that can sell yeah. their their personality, their likeness, their acting, right? And then everybody else at this very low level at the bottom. Yeah, and and as I was say, I think this brings us to a really important part of this conversation that we're having, which is what can you do to help the union if you're not currently an, a striking actor? Like, obviously, I can go to picket lines. Obviously, I can. Do that stuff, but what else um, could you do? And yeah. not participating in the system. Don't sell yourself for five dollars. Don't do work that a, a, a WGA writer would have done or a SAG actor would have done. Don't participate in in the ultimate demise of us all. Even though, yeah. boy, wouldn't it be cool to jump yeah. in? Like be like short-term gain for long-term misery. Yeah. And also, too, don't you guys have like a strike fund, too? That, that yes, and on? that's another great thing to think about is uh, you can go to the... God, I wrote it down. I know, the Entertainment Community Fund. Uh, you can also donate to the the World Food Fund out in L.A. that's helping Chuck actors out there get food. Nice. But the Entertainment Community Fund is a fund that uh, helps actors who are experiencing financial distress, which many of them are right now, uh, just... Just that's another way you can help. It's really did, simple. Did you yeah, guys go to hear... that website? Uh, was it Ag, uh, Sag Astra, uh, strike strike dot org. org. Ad Astra uh, dot net. And if Thank you go you. there, they're going to have a list of um, 
uh, places across the country. It's not just, you know, New York and L.A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There's there's one in Boston. There's mm -hmm. uh, uh, Michigan, uh, Atlanta, um, oh, Atlanta, New definitely. Orleans. I the mean, Boston Atlanta. one is tomorrow, 4 to 5.30 p.m. at the Boston Commons. There'll be a picket happening. Yeah, I actually saw an article that the studios, because, you know, a lot of them are picketing outside the, the studios, and they decided to uh, cut the trees so that they don't have shade when yeah, they're outside. Yeah, I saw like, <laughs> Passive-aggressive bullshit. Mm. Like, just, so, just, um, I'm, looking for the, I'm looking for the link to the... Yeah, I, I'm mm -hmm. doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've noticed that this, there's a bunch is... across the country. So like, uh, you don't have to be in New York and LA is, is the big thing that you can actually, mm -hmm. uh, you know, go out there, find them. the people, but, but, you know, bring water, you know, bring, bring mm -hmm. a, uh, 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 some bottled water that's chilled. You know, what's interesting too We're is, uh, Doesn't matter. my Uma watches the view. <laughs> so, right. and I'm like, but Whoopi is an actress, a com mm -hmm. comedic actress, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Star Trek. Why is she not out there? And she's coming with all these different excuses. No, that's a different. It's a different. Contract. It's the variety uh, television contract that allows them to continue to be on television because they're they're, they're not written, they're not scripted, um, and she's just performing under that particular contract. Yeah, and it's also uh, uh, there's when it comes to the news and when it comes to which I guess technically they, I mean. The news, because it I don't is. Know, the, the loosest definition of the term. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, so when it comes to that, when it comes to you know anything with variety on TV, like mm -hmm. there, there's a separate contract that they're all under that allows them to be, uh, yeah, that allows them to continue to be on TV even as and, and have it not technically be crossing the picket line. Although, mm -hmm. I know a lot yeah. of soap opera actors are striking with the SAGs, uh, like SAG opera actors as well. Even though the they do have a different contract. It does. It does ultimately affect the the, the concept of residuals. You'll see a lot of people are, but yeah. yeah, a lot of people are like, "What about my shows?" What? And another thing is that since there's not that much stuff that's going to be going on like cable, I heard that the sh the show Yellowstone is going to be airing on CBS because they're like, "Well, we don't really have anything new premiering." And I'm like, "Oh well." Like they're coming up with other other like stuff to fill in that's already been streamed for oh, all yeah. these network shows, and I'm like, just 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 agree to what the actors and writers want. It's not that it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, they do they do want to try and wait it out uh, and see how much they can get away with. I mean, of course, like it's their stated tactic. They like said as much, which is yeah. Like, we want people well, to lose their homes. Like yeah, you well, think you think anyone's getting a home on a writer's salary? I know, or right? like. <laughs> Well, we're Jesus entering the Christ. beginning of the Emmy promotion season, and that brings us to another part of this topic, mm. which I think we all discussed in the chats that led us here. The The only other thing that we can do besides waiting until we hit the fall season and there won't be a premiere for new shows is to stop the promotion of the current lineup for summer to try and affect them as well. And so they're, they're asking, you know, don't boycott it. Go see it. Go enjoy it. But don't talk about it online. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't say that you saw it. Don't tell other people to see it. Just yep. don't promote it. If it, and they're also saying retroactively as well. So if it was a film that was already under the contract, don't don't talk about it. Don't promote it. Try and just do a blackout like that, but still enjoy it yourself. 
Oh, there it is. Luckily, we talk um, about a lot of old movies on here, so. Yeah. <laughs> and so well, the well, criticism of film is not covered under that, <laughs> so you guys would be allowed to talk about films. Yeah. Uh, actors yeah. can do things like we're saying, the show uh, podcast, How Did This Get Made? Those are SAG actors who are doing that. They can continue yeah. to tour live because it's live and even record it as it's a podcast, but they can't bring on somebody from the film that they're talking about. That would be a violation. Right. It's just such a weird, that's where the contract starts to get weird. And we were talking about how it affects uh, cosplayers because they're also acting cosplayers to not dress up like the characters and post photos that can be used as free promotion in lieu yeah. of the actors. Yeah, and that affects a lot. It was yeah, look at those really, drills on these ads on the screen. There's like a it was, drill, uh, there's a lawnmower. I know was, a lot of it was, cosplayers. It was Disney that really fucked that up because um, within a day of the strike, Disney started having uh, all their movies promoted by like you know their paid uh, influencers and cosplayers mm -hmm. that they have yeah. already at at the places. So it was within mm -hmm. a day. That's why people asked, "Hey, what's the rules on uh, cosplay?" Which you know it's kind of interesting because comic con is that like everywhere this week or whatever coming up yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's like, the big one in uh uh down in san diego like yeah. if you're a regular smegger who likes to dress up a lot of people say that's still fine at the comic con but if you're like sponsored a lot of people are like do not do that like because there are people out there who are getting sponsored by warner brothers to promote barbie right now doing tutorials on you know um diy barbie cosplays like that stuff i'm like that if you're getting directly paid by the studios right now you should not be doing that especially well i mean and it's a pretty it's a really insidious um way of kind of bringing in scabs because it's like you know how, how many content creators are just like i'm just doing this you know for right now and i have no mm -hmm. intention of joining the the union i don't feel like this is really scabbing and it is but like it, it's kind of a very insidious because you don't even have to join the actual industry necessarily you know what I mean? Like to have uh, to be scabbing at this point with well, this. It, mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just saying, this happens. The, the 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 argument, I'm not even going to join the industry, is a common one that I hear a lot, especially because there are 26 states where there's the right to work law, where you don't yeah. have to join the union. You can work on a union production, get all the benefits of that union contract, but never have to pay. And that's that's the way that they can kind of like starve out unions. But Which is even, why Disney moved to Florida. Yeah. Yes, Florida. Pretty much the list is a or list of Hollywood southern states and Atlanta. Oh, and Wisconsin, where I live as well. Thank yeah. you, former Governor Scott Walker, who I moved here to help get rid of. Thank you. You're welcome. So the argument for those is, <laughs> even though you're not going to join the union, we're fighting for a contract that you would still wind up working under. So influencers, you might wind up joining the union, in which case, even if you, you're doing work where you're not going to join the union, your, your spectrum of work is joining us, you're going to start to receive these benefits. So why not fight now for what could be a betterment for you, even if you don't want to pay the fees, even if it's too much, because some of the fees, which are dependent on your location, are a little bit hard. I remember when I joined the union, it was like about $2,000 for the initial membership dues. That can be prohibitive. Yeah, because like I, I, I've been letting because I know I have a friend who's who is very close with a lot of like, like cosplayers who are they have like hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok. They get they mm -hmm. get their own promoted booths. And I'm like, you know, you I'm like, you know, you got to tell these people to like, you know, maybe slow it down. But I know some people are like, but this is our job. This is all the thing we got to do. So like I'm like, you know, but again, guys, is there's, you know. I, it's it's very tricky for these types of influencers because they're not in 
SAG right now, but they could be because they could be including these types of influencers in the future. Yeah, and they also, you see plenty of influencers jump over. So you started doing a stupid show on YouTube and then Nickelodeon saw you and they're like, you'd be great for our whatever the show. Yeah. And they pull yeah. you in and now you are under a SAG contract. There's no way to avoid that. That shoots in Burbank. You're going to have to join SAG. So like, wh why shoot yourself in the foot? You would effectively, what they're saying is if you do that now, you are blacklisting yourself. So you could get offered this job. And you would have to turn it down because you can't because you're blacklisted by the union. So again, like don't, Nickelodeon's don't like, short it. Nickelodeon's like, hey, we really like your content. Dan Schneider wants to work with you. <laughs> I mean, not naming names, but they have done that with a couple of YouTubers yeah. in the past. Yeah, one of, one of them just got in trouble for. Uh, I'm not going to say children. her name because she's crazy. Yeah, she's she's crazy. Why did she? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's, it's, the ukulele, it's the ukulele uh lady. Well, yeah. and then all right, so 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 history doesn't repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes, right? So like what did we lose in like the in, in like the just the writer strike last time? Well, okay, heroes, right? Remember that show Heroes? Like that pretty yes. much got yeah. train wrecked. And, and you know, and there was a couple like Breaking Bad had a shortened season, uh, you know, lost. Remember that show? Survivor <laughs> made it through whereas it was gonna get canceled. They kept going because it could it artificially it. had its life yeah. <laughs> prolonged mm -hmm. because of that. Come yeah, on, and, and on, Bionic Jesse, Woman, which was we have, a we have solid show. We, we we have to strike Jesse, <laughs> but that's but but the thing is, it, the stakes were. It's not that the stakes were low then, but the stakes are so much higher now that like, in the interim, like okay, was that inconvenience worth it? Of course it was. So it's like when when people are thinking about it in terms of, and I think the the it's so cynical because the mindset from the studio seems to be like, hey, if we just if we just like throw up enough. Um, you know, uh, dust about this, people will just roll over and like move on to the next thing. And, and, and it's, they're counting on everyone's just like apathy, disinterest and overwhelmness to like not get that these are nuanced issues, but they're really not which that nuanced. Which they've juiced with uh, streaming, sir. Like, you know, like- Cause everything's, it's, it's like the fucking yeah. Balkans, right? Like with all yeah. these streaming services, you need another cable to keep track of all these like apps. Like they've, better, they've, better, both, they've both overwhelmed and uh, gotten you ready to kind of be distracted by any small thing. Um, like, you know what I mean? like at yeah. the same, at the same time, they've kind of conditioned you to be- Grooming, uh, I think is the word you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, just yeah, so I, well. just so I could pull, pull this off um the entertainment community fund formerly the actors fund is one mm -hmm. uh fund the motion picture and television fund hollywood support staff relief fund and the union solidarity coalition suddenly um, i want to buy a chevy too i don't know why and the union solidarity That's... coalition is also uh geared towards the istc or i i a s t whatever but like the, yes. you know the uh and, and the Teamsters, who are all through, uh, kind of striking right now. The, the, we're at a big strike. This is a very like. Well, the fact that the actors joined with with the writers it makes this like like first of all more likely to actually see some action. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the treatment I have seen uh, of crew members, if you if you do the Instagram crew member stories accounts, like, and I've been on sets like that. They they really needed to strike. I mean, it's yeah. hard for actors, but God. The treatment of certain PAs, the hours that they work, like, God, it sucks. Yeah. I was watching uh, Adam Conover talk about the the strike because he's both mm -hmm. on strike as an actor I and as a writer. He was annoying. And, he's uh, fantastic. I love him. And 
I, yeah, I, I love him too. I just, I used to think that he was like kind of dorky when he did the Adam Ruins Everything thing. He was. He yeah. That was the shit. Well. Uh, but, uh, no. It's, it's his brand like, identity. He did a great job of it. Do you know like he's Nathan dating the, the artist who did Bojack Horseman? The female really? artist who does that is his, his significant other. Hmm. Oh, at least it draws. So, so he was saying that the last time in 1960 that the uh, writers and actors joined up at the same time to strike in Hollywood. That's when residuals became a thing, like to start in with, the right? like, in the it. first place. Yes, we also got a healthcare plan to all that. and a pension, which we didn't have before. So both right. of the, like three huge things. And we did we talked about when we did the uh, the Oscar night. We did talk about how the Oscars were basically the uh, pizza party. Uh, oh God, of, next year of the Oscars time. gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that peace and love, peace and love. You know, mm -hmm. I, I am a fan of it, but it's it's, it's mm -hmm. yeah, it's. Ultimately, it was a placebo. And and we've only talked about two two of the issues on the contract. There are healthcare issues on the contract specifically. Yeah, well, you're let, looking let's, for... uh, you know, all other issues that you want to talk about that uh, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, I would definitely say that the healthcare issue that's on there right now about how um, protection of workers who are being sent into states to work where there are not there's restrictive medical rights for uh, you know. Uh, women's health care and they, they've outlawed uh, women gender affirming care things <laughs> yeah. like that Trans. and they would like for the AMPTA yeah. to address that because also those so they want to shoot in right to work states to avoid the union and then the the people who are having to go out there they don't feel safe they're, they're, they're not getting the health care protections that they need another like niggling one that's on there that I think is insane to me is that they still have stunt workers wearing wigs to portray women and painting their faces to portray different ethnicities instead of just hiring people who match the requirement and so there's something on there that requests that that stop maybe Please. stop Please. acting like it's 19. yeah, they, yeah. Made, they made fun of i mean fun of that i guess uh i was watching it actually last night because my brother came over and hasn't seen the righteous gemstones like he only saw the first episode so we we're watching the second episode when uh gideon is talking about stunt driving and he's like it's called wigging you know like i put on a wig and i pretend to be a um a, a woman you know as a stunt coordinator and they're like <laughs> they, they go through the whole thing of like i think it should be men fall pretending to be women falling off of buildings you know what i mean like that's that's a man's job <laughs> That is real. It's called wigging, and then it's called painting when they change your face because they, they wanted to pretend it's not well, I mean, blackface. It wasn't what we talked about, but we talked about a little about Michael Powell earlier in regard to After Hours. I love Black Narcissist. There's some serious brown face in there. And, like, I love that film, but it was like, oh, damn. Like, or, oh. Or, or, like, the Tropic Thunder discourse that no one actually cares about. I'm like... Well, like, that, yeah, that's a, a bit of a meta commentary, I, I think. Yeah, and, and same with It's Always Sunny <laughs> Philadelphia, too. But they even got rid of, like, like remember when Black, like, after George Floyd was murdered and, like, the Golden Girls were like, let's remove the episode where they're wearing mud masks because that solves racism. And I'm like... Right, they got rid of the uh, the, the drow episode of Community because it was, a, like, uh, yeah. like it, yeah. It, yeah. I didn't know Shut they were still elf. doing, like, the wigging and the painting thing. Yeah, that's... Well, because nobody talks about stunt people. No? Yeah. Why would you? Well, well, I mean, to worry about that, we though. will because uh, Fall Guy's coming out in, uh, in theater soon. Mm. Mm -hmm. Will we? Will we? <laughs> well, are there other? Uh... I'd be good. Uh, yeah, I also think that talking about Maybe the I don't know. the fact that like so much of the pandemic has switched what actors do to digital 
the a lot of times I get asked to fully record and do a whole audition myself at home. Remote auditions, right? Yeah, Remote yeah, yeah. No, please talk about this. This is fascinating. So, yeah, yeah, there are casting agencies whose job it is to get me in, record me, put it out, do that yeah. whole thing. And they have production costs and all of that. But they can avoid that production cost, still receive the same amount of profit by pushing that cost off onto me. And we're seeing almost everyone is doing this. And it is a little bit more convenient because I don't have to drive around, but I do have to do all of that. I have to have like a camera and a production studio in my house in order to continue to do auditions. And the amputee is just like, yeah, so must suck, Ugh. whatever. We don't care. And it's there's just no point of talking to us about it. It, it reminds me of the people like, well, you have to come to work at the office. And I'm like, what? It's, it's cheaper though in the end if you actually work from home yeah but we can't control you when you work from home yeah like oh <laughs> so you like, see the problem work, work, just think about it. i'm sick i can still work from home like i just don't understand like why anyone thinks that it's more affordable to steal you know all this office space costs and all well that. it isn't but it's not about affordability it's about establishing control over your workers and and, and if you can pass off like the costs to the the workers and then great. That's one less thing. That's like a le another line item. You can, you know. Yeah, and that's a lot of this contract is is figuring out ways to monetize and and cut away things. Like, okay, so we wouldn't have to pay for production if we can make people AI. Okay, we don't want really want to pay residuals. It's just cutting away the fat, but then still having the same amount of profits. It, right. It's just ludicrous for them to be like, oh, how could we afford to? Like, you're 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 cutting out of everywhere. How can you not afford to? So Why would th you? there's a corollary to this with music, which, as we established, is carrying mm -hmm. the coal mine. And, and, and Rick, maybe you'll, you'll remember this. Remember when Sonic Bids was like a, a, a big thing? Like you would make like your electronic press kit, and mm. and and if you wanted to, like, oh, I want to play South by Southwest, I'll right, right. You had I'll pay twenty five dollars or forty dollars, whatever, for an application fee of which you know, mm -hmm. 5,000 other no-name bands are doing. And then, like, you know, like, they have, like, one slot that they give you on, like, you know, Tuesday at, like, you know, uh, noon or something along those lines. And it's just it's just free money for the for the middleman and for the, ultimately, for the organization. It's the same thing. You pass along the task to people that are willing to be exploited. Mm -hmm. like, people, like, people will jump for the opportunity if it's presented, if it's marketed correctly. Especially in, in arts and entertainment where you're so desperate to break it in to get sure. that leg up. Yeah. I, I recently had to turn down something where it was an acting gig where I would be the only actor. It would be remote. There would be no cost of production, no makeup, no yeah. nothing. They wanted to offer me a stipend because it was going to be a really great opportunity for yeah. me. Yeah, you'll get paid in exposure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's same, same, same BS, man. And yet it would have been a $20 ticket. They would have made like $20,000. That ticket is like, where's the money going? Yeah. Like, I, I, it's... Like, I don't know, it's just, this is just, I just can't believe that, like, these studios are like, what about us? You're, you know, we're, we're making like, you know, a billion dollars a year, you know, think about us. Yeah, our gigantic pile of money is getting all wet from the tears we're expending. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, of course, it's worse than the comic book industry because like the, the comic book industry is literally full of scabs. Like, well, everything's at will employment and everything is yeah and there, there's nobody nobody trying to organize anymore uh you know the last time it happened was in nobody the wants to organize anymore uh and, <laughs> and uh the what happened in the 80s is is there was there was actually like a public outcry because the uh creators of superman uh were uh in absolute poverty like destitute poverty yeah. and the superman movie came out and made all this money and they didn't get anything for it no and well, uh, uh, they they yeah. actually 
uh, you know, because of the public outcry that changed uh, the way D uh, specifically DC Comics, not Marvel, because right. uh, Marvel was a, a privately uh, run company. DC was part of Warner Brothers, uh, still is. And uh, so, so they restructured things a bit. So, so like uh, Len Wein, who who passed away recently, um, uh, created uh, Wolverine. Never saw a dime for any of the uh, the the uh, appearances of Wolverine in the any of the X Men movies. Yeah. However, he also created Lucius Fox, and uh, you know, from Batman animated series, from uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises, you know, like like uh, you know the Christopher Nolan trilogy, like like all that stuff. He got money residuals for that because he created that that particular character. Yeah. Um, so uh, th there is like uh, a bit of uh, unevenness in the comic book industry. And then but the thing is, though, is like like uh, comic book creators aren't willing to stand up like we should be out there with picket lines, uh, you know, with you guys. Your stuff is being adapted to. Well, so. think yes, of like Batman and because, Bill. Think of that Bill Finger documentary. Right. Yeah, like, no. I mean, like, <laughs> well, well, I mean, look, look at uh, Thor, Love and Thunder that just came out. Now, now yeah. they've actually lifted scenes from uh, the the actual uh uh, God killer story. The, the God, arc that, God butcher. Uh, yeah, God butcher. Arc, yeah, yeah. I, and uh, the artist um, did, actually. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> it, it's uh, and, and I'm I'm blanking on the artist's name. He's he does beautiful work, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like I'm actually th I think it's really cool that my artwork was on big screen. Well, yeah, it's cool, but, but you should yeah. also be paying. But they basically he says a storyboard. They rip you yeah. off, dude. They uh -huh. rip you off, and you are not. You, you're you're just like yay! I got screwed. Yeah. I you got paid an exposure. In this Spider-Man into the universe, uh, into the Spider-Verse, where it was amalgams of different artists who have done yeah. Spider-Man, kind of pulled in. I don't um, believe they were we were compensated correctly yeah, either. No, uh, Rick Leonardi and uh, uh, Peter David created, uh, you know, Spider-Man 2099, who was in the uh, the latest Spider uh, Spider-Verse movie, and. I guarantee you they didn't see a penny from that the movie. The entire and art. Right now, by the way, just to see right to shout this out, um, uh, I, I don't know if it's still going on, but I know uh, Peter David, the co-creator of uh, uh, that version of Spider-Man, he has been having medical issues. And uh, th there are um, uh, th oh, th there has been a fund out there to kind of like mm -hmm. help him out because he doesn't have uh, health insurance th uh, from Marvel, okay. like, uh, you know, uh, because we're not unionized, uh, us comic mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm sure you saw that She-Hulk money, right? <laughs> and so you see this parallel definitely between all of these industries, particularly between music and, and acting, where you're requested to do so much preemptive work just to, to like audition to maybe get a job that like, yeah. when are you making money? How are you staying alive? You guys have to be your entire production crew. You have to be able to record yourself, then edit that then put it out there on a streaming service so that people like it, like promote yourselves. You're, since somebody said in the comments, you wind up becoming your own production team and your own PR team and everything in between. Yep. And you're still making like $20 an hour if somebody buys what you've made. Yeah, if. On if, Bandcamp if. Friday only. If. <laughs> Rick, what do you think about all that? <laughs> it's, it's the old joke, how do you make a million dollars in the music business? And it's you start with two million. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's 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 gonna. Yeah, I, I feel like. I mean, everybody talks about the gig economy, everything like that, and I, I I don't mean to sound like a broken record, broken record, but but it's it is. I mean, that's why I find the music industry fascinating, not just because I've been a part of it, but I do feel like a lot of these issues, um, sort of get teased out mm -hmm. earlier, and you can kind of start. There'll be differences, but a lot of what's going to happen in the future is kind of happening now or has happened within the music industry and the way 
yeah, just the way the economy has worked, which is basically like, yeah, there's, there's no money. There's no, no money for the creators. Right. And, and the fear for actors is that if we let this go any further, there'll be no way to pull it back. And so someone who's in an industry where you're already seeing this go beyond what we're, we're seeing as actors, do you feel like there would be an ability to pull it back? Well, so, so the example is Napster. Right. Cause, so the, the, the idea and the thing that the studios were like concerned about is like, look, look at what's happening with music. People are just downloading stuff. They're just downloading it. But if we push them to stream it, then they're just renting it and then we're in the control of it again. And, and mm -hmm. people were trained. I would I almost want to say groomed to just rent their music and like have these little walled gardens that, and like, look at all this stuff. It's available to you. You have all of music available to you for like a flat fee. And then they don't ever talk about like where that money actually goes to, because why would they? Because that's not important. Because the idea is you give someone the shiny thing and then they move on. It's frankly astounding that the content delivery systems managed to move everybody to streaming, which by the way, the technology was not there when they started this push. And I was, and I went on record as being like, it's not, it won't be there in time for that, for to save this industry, except for that they actually sunk money billions into the infrastructure to do it knowing that it was an investment that like hey we're going to get people to to experience everything this way and the pandemic helped with that because suddenly no one could go to a theater no one like would felt safe going to a theater nobody should be going to a theater so then you have these home premieres right and then you get that socialized and something that or people think about a 30-day drop like like in my opinion sure. hbo or hbo max did it perfectly disney's like you have to pay 20 bucks to own the movie for forever and i'm like no you should just have it release and, and pushing the concept of things like binging right yeah. which was a which is a complete foreign concept outside of like a few like niche things uh you know new Battlestar galactica um you, you know a, a few other like shows other than that that wasn't a thing like that that was not a thing that and was pushed into the zeitgeist purposefully so it could be content so people the studios rebranded themselves as cdns right they're the contact delivery networks and then everybody and the idea and then it became ah the studios, Paramount, MGM, everyone's like, oh, we can just pull back all of our IP from all that are on like Netflix and, uh, and all these other ones and we can have our own thing and we can do that. And then but, there you go. So, but, but your question was, is, is there a way to push back? And I think that's that's the difference that you clarified is is the fact that the union is still a powerful act, actor, powerful element within yeah. this. And and so that's the difference. Like with the, no analog in music, no analog in comic yeah, the music I mean. union didn't have that power when all these changes happened. Yeah. And so that's the one difference, I think, that it it will it will it prevent everything from changing? No, but I think it'll allow for maybe some more uh ability to push back as all of this changes and to to help yeah, I mean, histor historically, right, like with uh, SAG and with, you know, actors and writers unions and stuff, they have come in at the right moments, you know, just at the right moments in order to push back just enough to you stop the land grab. Yeah, you know, like that, that and sometimes that's as good as you're going to get, but you stop the land grab like yeah. like residuals are a perfect uh, example of that, right? Like it's an idea of something that they, they push for to like when, you know, everybody started having a TV. And these shows are on network. You know, 1960 was a good time um, for, you know, for pushing back on that and saying, hey, this contract isn't working for us yeah. anymore as television actors, rather than, you know, just as film actors that have to do this role once and get paid once, we need something else. And it feels like right now we're at the perfect 
point for something else, right? Like the technology is expanding out. Uh, you, you really, you really can't get rid of actors right now, right? Like no. if actors don't do anything right now, like it hasn't developed to the point where ever, anyone wants to see. It's a, not a like totally... the end of uh, running man where you can just plug in, uh, you know, Jesse, the body Ventura fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So it's, it's, you're, you're just, <laughs> But you're just at that moment where uh, you can stop the land grab. You can actually say, yeah. hey, we need some, you know, we need uh, fair compensation for this. We need to work on a contract that actually uh, works for AI and not just for um, and our own consent for AI and all of these things mm -hmm. where we have more say, where we can actually push uh, more into um, what, you know, what fair compensation looks like. We can push more into uh, having a say over what our lightness gets used for. But I, I think that if you if they had waited and, and waited for the next time to strike or something, that would have been definitely too late. Like, uh, so I think that the, the, the cool thing about SAG and the cool thing about, you know, like the Writers Guild is that they've always kind of hit just the right moment where maybe you can kind of find a, um, a, a cross. See, it's the inflection point. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could probably put parameters to help, uh, you know, like you said, stop the land grab or, or to at least... Uh, make it so that people who engage in this are getting compensated appropriately and there's at least informed consent. It's and, triage. And, I mean, really, mm -hmm. ultimately, it's creative and triage. Like, and back to Conan talk about the budget thing, I think a lot of studios are realizing, like the streaming service is realizing, it's not good to drop a full season for people to binge because mm -hmm. it gets out of the zeitgeist within like a oh, few yeah, days got, or a you week. You watch it and you forget that you watch it a week later and then like, drop, like drop, oh, on to the next thing. Yeah. Drop it every week. And I think that's why a lot of these shows were getting like, you know, they're like Netflix is like, well, what we promoted the hell out of Wednesday, but there was like another show that I don't even remember that they were trying to promote, yeah. but it didn't do so well. So they're like, well, we're going to scrap that show now too. So I mm -hmm. think they got to really, if, if, if streaming wants to keep up doing what it's doing and maybe hopefully improve, they got to really reconstruct how they do things and, in regards and, to dropping these shows. And what I keep thinking about is, is, I always go back to the idea that, oh, the, the you know, work in the creative fields, it's always portrayed through this capitalist lens as, oh, it's it's something, it's a hobby, it's not something that's a real job and everything like that. And then I get super frustrated because mm -hmm. I do believe the creative fields are a lubricant for capitalism. So basically, again, talking about music, it's like I don't know anyone who works a shit job that doesn't listen to music, right? So if you didn't have music, you would not have any worker productivity, right? It's the same mm -hmm. thing. If everyone's working and it has a, capitalism is destroying their lives and making them miserable, having entertainment, the arts to make them able to get through another day, right? You know, after they right. get home, they watch a TV show, they watch a movie, they listen to music, and then these wheels of capitalism keep moving. And yet these capitalists keep telling us that, oh no, you're, you're this kind of not valuable thing. That's, yeah. you know, not important. It's, it's superficial work. It's, it's a luxury, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Extra. it's like for those of us who try to monetize ourselves on the interview, like live streaming, podcasting, whatever, there are people who, who claim to be on the left or like, well, streaming is not a real job. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, well, right, with yeah, AI yeah. with AI and automation happening, I'm like, pretty soon they're gonna hire robots to be house cleaners. I'm like, you know, monetizing yourself on the internet is the next step when it comes to like the evolution of jobs and careers now. But now AI is coming in, so it's like you can literally make up a fake streamer 
like out of AI and well, go the, the flip side, the flip side, I guess, to that though, is that it's a, an ongoing self-justification for creative individuals. Uh, I think to be brought into like the capitalist fold, it's no longer, well, we can't really justify people being artists, right? Like we, we need to still make them feel less than, but now instead, okay, I guess you could be a brand. You could be yourself as brand yourself as influencer right like yourself as uh a which also ties into doing your own promo and like having that be a thing well you're, you're yeah. a 360 brand you have to learn how to do yeah. all this yeah. stuff and yeah goes back to the digital subsistence farming so my worry is yeah. is that that there's not enough money enough resources so almost all of us are going to be working tr just trying to survive day to day right <laughs> and they call yeah, it, yeah, you want to call it gig economy but it's just like you've got your little digital square and you're trying all these different income yeah. streams and you're just constantly hustling just to try to keep food on the table right and this and is where universal basic income would come into play but that's a whole different like well, yeah. and they've yep, i sure. mean social media has <laughs> social media has kind of gang, gang. Uh, social media has kind of controlled the discourse around a lot of this stuff with like uh you know hustle culture right like or uh you know side jobs side jobs as like uh you know, force you mean the grind set that yeah. I live every day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, uh, I mean the hustle running guy emoji culture, right. uh, fucking, <laughs> you know, nail emoji, but like, uh, <laughs> but like, I, I think that it's, it's juiced up the way that we think about this so much so that now it's, you know, um, the, the 50 different things you have to do online to make an income or the 50 th different other jobs you have to do, right. To, to piece together an income that works for you is now kind of treated as like, Oh, well, number one, it's just something you have to do. And number two, if you're not doing it, you know, like you're, you, you must just be kind of a lazy person wasting your life online, doing these same, you know, doing these same things. Anyway, you're scrolling anyway. Like you, you can't, you know, get a second job, a third job, like these, like no, no more can you have interests, right? Like, uh, or, or hobbies, like it, it's, everything has to be monetized and, mm -hmm. and in the, in the reverse of, um, you know, treating like creatives as professionals, uh, yeah. also every, like by devaluing everything, by making it into like a side hustle, even if it is just a hobby, like, it, yeah. well, but, but it also ties into like what you're saying, uh, ties into this, uh, lack of any identity for any kind of working class, like for, for bands, it's like the entire culture has been poisoned by things like that Cameron Crowe movie, almost famous where, you know, mm. like what's the saying, like there's no working class in America, just temporarily embarrassed millionaires. But it's like, but it's like okay. with music, it's like there's no working bands as temporarily embarrassed superstars, you know. And it's like, and and that that same thing has been applied to almost everything now, where the idea of being just good at your craft and enjoying the the journey of doing it is not considered okay. That's not you're, you're like, there's something wrong with you. But by the same token, you're also supposed to be like, you know, paying for the experience ultimately, because like, well, that's not really work. I like the idea of uh, there's no, there's no, um, you know, struggling bands, only a uh, temporarily, temporarily embarrassed rock stars. And it's like yeah. some old fucking middle-aged guy, like faded out that looks kind of like Mick Jagger. That's just like throwing up on the bar. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to hit it big. Yeah, this <laughs> well, is the record. One of, everyone. One of these days, one of these days. <laughs> but you definitely, definitely hitting the nail on the head because it is, it is such a farce though that capitalism makes fun of creatives but then also yeah. absolutely needs us to pacify the masses yeah. and 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 you know if you've if you've ever crocheted a fucking pothole or you've had someone be like hey do you know are you on etsy with that 
because everything you do right, right, should yeah. generate money, no matter what it is that you do. Why would you just do it? You can sell it. You can create it. Yeah. <laughs> can you pay for the experience and exposure? <laughs> <laughs> Maddie. Oh, and... Always comes in with the best comments. By the way, uh, <laughs> this is this isn't this isn't promotion, but since we're a film criticism podcast, I guess. We, we um, got we got the, the, the Paul Schrader, uh the Paul Schrader uh Oppenheimer review just dropped and he said the best, most important film of the century. Yeah. You see one film in cinemas this year, it should be Oppenheimer. I'm not a Nolan groupie, but this one blows the doors off the hinges. Oh well, well, Barbie uh, came out with ninety one on rotten ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Mm. Uh, wow. Someone asked in the in the comments why the WWE is not under SAG. I believe because they are considered sports entertainment. Yes. Uh, even though it is scripted, they are yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, but the injuries are real. Like, let's yeah. yeah. Well, also, also, uh, yeah. my cousin well, did like, that. Vince yeah. McMahon. Uh, has gone out of his way in the most brutal possible way to not ever mm-hmm. let any of his. Yeah, uh, he's a no, there's no several yeah. documentaries yeah. about the treatment, the healthcare, and the and the uh, payment of, of WWE actors. And I yeah. can't think of anything I'm less qualified or interested in than talking mm-hmm. about wrestling. But by the same token, it's notable. It's notable yeah. anti yeah. that dude. It, yeah. Exactly, and it is a form of acting. Who are we kidding? Yeah. We know that it no. is a form of acting. And they, they even have real? their own production studio. I mean, yeah. I just watched uh, the. Real to me, it's done, <laughs> you know. You know, it's no, I watched the Marine, nice. which is like there, there is a WWE pipe to, to, to Hollywood pipeline, and you know, just sure like is. John Cena, Rock. The Rock, um, you know, Hulk Hogan, Mr. Mm-hmm. T, my, my personal mm-hmm. hero. Um, I mean, they're very good at marketing themselves because of the system that they're existent in. Yeah, well, a lot yeah. of the, the older people came up from, from the uh, from the old system, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not even into wrestling, but like. I, I am kind of obsessed with the old how like wrestling was so like like uh regional and stuff like that. Like like this is weird and interesting. Uh and I have no interest in wrestling. <laughs> but it's like any other form of entertainment. We'd have like bands that would be regionally popular. This is a yeah. this is the band that they're big in Seattle, you know, the mm-hmm. Sonics, right? Perfect mm-hmm. example. Like well, like, the same thing with the, uh like soccer for a while was or no football for a while was uh American football was balkanized and Trump bought one of the uh oh, right. like Trump dumped a bunch of money into the non NFL league or whatever the AF yeah. I think it was AF- oh, the was XML a- league or whatever yeah. it was called. And, <laughs> and they were trying to have like two. I said that purposely, by the way, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we have cords and we're not afraid to fucking <laughs> throw. It really is a touchdown. You actually managed to get a cord unraveled all the way. And, right. Like, right. The XLR league. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where, that's where's that representation. Thank you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, anything else you guys want to uh, touch on? I mean, I. Thanks, <laughs> our league. Wait, 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 Andy, put put not, that back up. Let's do it. Are there, any, are there any demands we didn't talk about? Um, <laughs> the XLR league demands to be heard. <laughs> I like it with the surrender, Dorothy. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, KT, how do you feel? Did, did you get? Um, I feel like we hit the key points. I mean, we could yeah. go into all the all the bits and all the things that are in there, but these are, are, are pretty much the major points and and what you can do to help out and why it's important right. and how it's going to affect you. There you go. What you're saying yeah. is these are all just millionaires and we shouldn't. We shouldn't pay any attention to it. And I'm saying that they are, you know, I saw someone in the comments said it. Millionaires are delicious. Um, they're tender. They're mild. Uh, they're good with a barbecue sauce. Uh, and we're coming for you. 
I, I feel like I feel like we've uh, not understood as a society like the idea of like having a floor and having a ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you know, not no. I mean, like when it comes to like contract negotiation. <laughs> oh, I was like, I, I'm standing on a floor like right I feel, now. I feel like, Man, as a society, man, I feel like we really need to get out of these houses. You know, we need to build. Yeah, but my, my basement here is unfinished, and I don't have a ceiling. I mean, I was, no, I, I was, I, I was going to let you finish, but that was. Uh... <laughs> or tripping balls too. That would work too. Thank you. Um, so here. Yeah, the the contract, the caps on. This. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, just yeah. like a like it's it's a floor, right? Like it's there. Mm -hmm. You can never make under a certain amount of money, and that's the important part. So people are like, oh well, I don't see why millionaires would have solidarity with because it's their it's their floor too. And when you raise everything, Twitter. gets raised when you you know a, a rising uh what a rising tide uh raises all boats or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. It, it, it's true. Like you know, as that raises up, everything else raises up for. Uh, you know, e even for A-list actors and, and it affects them too. And it's their contract as well. And stuff like when it comes to AI and the consent, you know, uh, whether you consent to have yourself um, represented in AI for scenes that you're not like that affects them too. It's not just the monetary value of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once you start to see a, such a vast disparity between people doing the same industry executives versus like, you know, entry level workers, blue collar workers, you're going to start to see this kind of, you know, revolt, this kind of, uh, yeah. you know, upset amongst the people. So it, it kind of was a ticking time bomb, in my opinion. All right. Well, solidarity with SAG, uh, solidarity with the Writers Guild and the Teamsters and uh, UPS workers. The, yes, UPS workers. Amazon workers. The, the, anyone the who's future, striking, uh, we're, we're the here future for you. wrestling union that needs to form. <laughs> the, <laughs> we got we got a whole list of unions uh and uh teachers unions and this uh, is labor solidarity and we'll this is like when somebody at like a small show people start doing individual shout outs and people can't like please don't do no don't shout out the people there and i'll just say uh fuck, fuck uh fuck bob Iger. we're coming for your house